0: our lives intersect the lives of other people groups or even whole governments what happens next is what i explore in this podcast welcome to intersections i'm brett dickerson your host Today's episode of Intersections, I am interviewing Dallas Cohen, who is a teacher in Union Public Schools in Tulsa, and I just happened to catch him here in the city, and I like yeah. uh, kind of grabbed his shirt tail before he got out of town. And so, uh, Dallas, thank you very much for carving out some time here. Uh, this this time of year, August, you know, mm-hmm. when I was still in the classroom, uh, this this time of year is always kind of a nervous time of year for me i yeah i guess i'm kind of a nervous kind of guy anyway but (laughs) but you know it's kind of a nervous time of year for me because i was preparing for school to start right when does school start for you guys in in uh, union the kids come back in about two weeks okay all right so you guys are really kind of the the school the parking lots have cars in oh yeah we got the trainings are started and i got
1: meetings coming and yeah
0: yeah yeah um but Dallas tell me tell me a little bit about uh, about where you grew up and mm-hmm. what kind of environment you grew up in So I grew up in Broken Arrow Oklahoma uh only child adopted uh, okay.
1: hence the bizarre self-absorbed personality <laughs> Uh you know, parents that were staunchly Democrat but whose lifestyles would be considered ultra conservative right, by right. by typical standards. Uh you know, not rich but certainly anything anything that I could want. Broken arrow schools, great school system. Right. But of course, uh when I graduated in nineteen eighty five with uh God, seven, eight hundred kids in the graduating class, it was a very very white Protestant middle class school. Right. Uh, I think there were two black kids in the whole class. Right. right. They both played football. There was one Vietnamese kid and he was really good at math. So my perspectives <laughs> were limited as far as the variety in the world. Right. I got to uh, University of Tulsa and oh my god, it scared the crap out of me.
0: People yeah. from all over the place. All over the place. Wow. So the world kind of looked different to you then, didn't it? It did. I had to adjust. So so how many how many years have you been teaching now in public school? Going into year 17. 17. All right. So over that 17 years um I want to talk to you in a minute about about what that's done to your perspective <laughs> on on people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the world and politics. Um first though uh, tell us tell us what you teach there at Union. I teach ninth grade social uh-huh. studies history, uh
1: which for us means a semester of American government right, and a semester of Oklahoma history
0: okay, good, good, so there's ninth graders just coming out of middle school mm-hmm. um they were hot stuff just last year and now, and now they're, they're at the bottom of the feeding order. We're
1: trying right. to take them from a, from a middle school mindset. Yeah. Which is, you're supposed to have in middle school, right? Yeah. Uh, we have them, we have a ninth grade center. So it's all ninth graders, our ah. building. And get them ready to go to the high school, which is 10 through 12. Right. Uh, so it's a big transitional year. Time to put on your wow. big boy panties and, really and play is. high school. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What are, what are some of the biggest challenges that you have in the classroom right now that you didn't have 17 years ago? You know, I swore I would never become that grumpy old teacher that says, you know, kids
1: 10 years ago, 10, right. 15 years ago. Uh, but all the all the things you hear about about motivation are are true. You, you right. can't you can't threaten them into yeah. learning and you can't cajole them into learning as easily. Right. Uh, it was never easy. But there's a there's a huge segment of kids for whom the grades, you know, you can give them good grades, bad grades. Doesn't matter. Right. There's others for whom as long as they get the grade the learning part is is secondary <laughs> uh and even discipline is a whole different is a whole different thing so yeah. you have to find ways to 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 win them over to get them to buy in uh it's you know i mean we'll find a way yeah. but it's not as straightforward as it used to seem
0: yeah so so how is it yeah how is it not as straightforward anyway well I'm, you know for people that have never been in the classroom. You just
1: assume. Well, if the kids don't act the way you want, then then right. you give them detention, or you bust them, or you fail them, or you and, act
0: like you're mad. Yeah. You act like you're mad at them. You they don't. Do they don't care if you're mad, really. That's yeah. not
1: really a big motivator for a lot of kids anymore. <laughs> and it's not because they're bad kids. It's no, just not. It's not, just, it's not a motivator. Yeah. Right. So by the time you exhaust, well, I can put you in detention. I can give you an F. That's pretty much the toolbox yeah. if we're going the hard, yeah. uh, hard nosed approach. Right. Uh, so you have to find ways to 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 win them over personally. Right, and that means relationships, and that means every figuring out that every kid is different and has some different goal. Right, uh, it gets to be an art as <laughs> much as a science.
0: Yeah, and it probably always has been. The art mm-hmm. just looked different. Yes, sir. It does I agree. Yeah, I agree. Much. Much. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, that's that's how you're known in in Union Public Schools. <laughs> that's that's your professional persona when you're working for union public yeah. schools. Now, you have also been a big advocate, political advocate mm-hmm. for public schools and public school teaching here in Oklahoma. Yes. Talk talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about your blog Blue Serial mm-hmm. Education. So when I started Blue Serial
1: Education about two and a half years ago. Yeah. It was mostly a chance to vent about some of the things that frustrated me, uh, about, about teachers, actually. Okay. It was right before one of those big rallies in yeah. Oklahoma City. <laughs> Nothing against anybody that participated, but right. I, I hate rallies. Yeah. I hate chants and I hate signs. That's just me. <laughs> I'm a grumpy old man. You kids get off my lawn. Right. <laughs> so it was, it, my very first post was a, please don't go chant two, four, six, eight. Please don't spell stuff wrong on the signs. Right. Don't yeah. embarrass the profession. And as I got to writing more, and this
0: is when Dr. Breezy was our state superintendent. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So that was
1: low-hanging fruit, right? It was just too easy.
0: There was a lot of spewing because people were really furious about her administration. She made it too easy. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, but then over time, uh, as I began to write about a wider variety
1: of things and just get comfortable in the role, there, there came a point, it was this past December, not that long ago, that I started to realize, you know, the state legislature is the key to this whole right. mess. Yeah. And I confess, I was one of those people. I didn't, I didn't always vote regularly in the local elections. Right. I didn't know who my state representatives yeah. were. I mean, it, it was shameful. No excuse. Yeah. And I decided I'm going to have to just commit myself for the next 11 months between then and November to figure out how this works. And if I don't know, I'm betting there's a lot of people out there that don't <laughs> yeah. know what's going on. Right. And so tried to dive into it. Turns out keeping up with state legislation is a impossible task. Right. Uh, so that didn't go <laughs> as well as I know because <laughs> they're tricky up there. Uh, but yeah, getting involved with just talking to different legislatures, different candidates, getting different perspectives. I think the biggest difference we can make is to get, uh, get, there's some good people already in the legislature. That's yeah. another thing I learned. But we got to get more of them. Uh, yeah. And, and get the, get the crazies out of the positions of power. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So that's, I think, I think when, when uh, Janet Barisi was the state superintendent Mm -hmm. was, was when you and I first kind of got acquainted with each other as, as kind of fellow bloggers. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's back in my issues blogging days before I, (laughs) you know, kind of shifted over into journalism and, um it's 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 made real journalists suspect to me every day that's <laughs> so i come from the blogging world that's all that's always kind of a thing you know so um but yeah what i have have seen over time reading your blog is that is that you have become more and more convinced that that there needs to be some very direct language some very direct discussion about about politics yes and it's and it's kind of taken you in a direction that that your upbringing in Broken Arrow wouldn't have. This this is not the trajectory that no. probably even <laughs> you thought you were going to be oh, on no. growing no. up in Broken Arrow. So so, um, how has public school teaching? Mm-hmm. What we see, uh, you know, for the listener's sake, let me mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, disclaim here that I was a public school teacher for sixteen years myself before I took early retirement. And, uh, t- tell, us a little bit about what you saw, mm-hmm. uh, what you've seen over those years in the classroom, mm-hmm. just about people and, and things and public schools, some um, that that's sure. really kind of put you on a different trajectory than you, you yeah, would have yeah. thought you would be on.
1: Yeah. You know, my basic, my basic background and my basic nature, I am, I am a boring old straight white guy yeah. in the middle of Oklahoma. Right. Um, and, and. As I have some diversity among my circle of immediate friends, but the problem with being an old, boring, straight white guy is you tend to hang out with other boring, old, straight sure, white guys. Yeah, sure, Easiest um, thing. Which is fine which, yeah. is fine, which is fine. But, you know, as, as students would come across my path and as I'd interact with them and talk to them and as I would get to know a wider variety of people, I eventually started to realize that, that the way I process the world and the experience that I've had in the world, is not how it works for everyone right it started with with uh you know i've been fortunate over the years to work with and for some very strong brilliant women yeah and to sort of observe at a a distance that despite the fact that i knew i knew they were smarter than me and i knew they were better at what they were doing than me and yet i knew things were going easier for me than they were them right threw me off a little because i never really bought that before right uh and then gradually as i got to know more students of color and adults as well and talk about their experience over and over again there was a common theme of the world doesn't work the same for everybody right um and then kind of while that's happening at the same time people that tended to agree with me politically and socially seemed to become more and more belligerent less and less likable (laughs) to where i didn't want to associate with anybody who thought the same way i did about things because they were I'm trying to keep the language clean for the podcast. They were not the kind of people I wanted to be. And so I finally just got used to. I keep waking up and realizing, oh, my God, I'm over here on the side of the left again arguing this or that point. And these are not my people. Right. I don't want to be a liberal. That is not my. Yeah, that's not my world. But on issues, when it comes to equity, when it comes to taking care of kids, when it comes to the fact that I'm on a soapbox. Can you tell I got my soapbox tone of voice? That's fine. I just caught myself there. (laughs) When it comes to issues of uh, of providing an equitable and a meaningful education right. for all kids, yeah. first of all, that's a state constitutional obligation. Yes. That's in the original Oklahoma state constitution. Mm-hmm. So if anybody tells you they're a constitutional purist mm-hmm. and they're not doing everything they can to advocate for meaningful, equitable right. education, right. they haven't read it. Right. And I promise you, a lot of these folks haven't read
0: it. That's 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 kind of what gets forgotten in, in the discussion, doesn't it? Uh, the uh, discussion generally... Gravitates more toward school as product that the parent is buying, yeah. uh, rather than than an obligation that the state has right. to all of its citizens. That that's a big difference, isn't it? It's a huge difference. Uh, all the analogies of public school
1: to business. I mean, there's things to learn from private business. There's right. things to learn yeah. about how you keep good people. There's things to learn about good management. But but our kids are not a product in any, you know, where we're sitting now, I'm looking around seeing all sorts of retail establishments and restaurants, any of whom, if they're given a product that's substandard, a product that they don't want to be associated with. They don't accept that product. Throw they throw it out the back
0: door. They throw, throw it out the, out the back track. door. They don't buy
1: it. They don't sell it. Send it back. If they have an employee that they're not happy with, right? They kick them out. Right. We are charged with trying to find a way to reach every kid, right. whether they were read to as a child, whether they have anger issues, whether they, <laughs> you know, whatever their issues are, uh-huh. and to turn them all, turn them all, to help lead them all to something, right. something meaningful, and and that's a huge task i don't want to over dramatize it well right. we all signed up for this with our yeah eyes yeah, open, yeah sure but we're not selling car stereos that's not that's right it's a very different dynamic
0: and, was, and if a car stereo place goes out of business yeah. today we're going to go find another car stereo right. we could go out and buy car stereos all day right uh, five can close today and we still go out and buy car stereos right. all day uh, but but when a school closes you know, especially in North Carolina, they really liberalized their charter laws, right? And immediately, within the first year, some charter started going broke, and right. then it's like, where do the kids go now? Where do they go? Well, you know where they
1: go. They go back to the surviving public schools that then have well, to take right. them.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I was I was teaching in Edmond, there mm-hmm. was there was one uh, highly regarded private school there mm-hmm. uh, that. That would start kicking kids out in February. At, every year, right. I could I could count on their refugees coming into my classroom right. in February and March every year. Right. And so and so, yeah. When when you have a market based model, then then you do kick out bad bad products. Right. But- but the Constitution, going back to the Constitution what you 're talking about, the Constitution calls for the state, gives the state the responsibility to make sure that its children are educated absolutely and 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 so we can we can talk about you know we can talk about um, Quality. We can we can talk about why is quality low. Things like that. Right. All legitimate questions. Absolutely. That that by the way, teachers and administrators have been asking for years and years mm-hmm. before anybody else was. Anyway, so now um, from from that uh, from the changeover, uh, the election mm-hmm. uh, of Joy Hoffmeister. Now mm-hmm. uh, coming up on this election, something new has happened that <laughs> people are really just not accustomed to. And and there's been some pretty harsh uh, reaction. To oh, absolutely. It. Uh, I've read I've read you like you know putting some posts on Facebook saying, "Okay, guys, take it easy." You know, I mean, people just really working some of you. Uh, what is that organization that people are not used to seeing here in the state? You know, well, you would think it was you know malicious forces. Uh, you know, well, you crawling guys are up. communists. You guys are communists. Aren't yeah, you? yeah, atheistic, okay. yeah, socialist, yeah, right. uh, whatever yeah, you want to throw at it. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, you know, really, uh, as I, as my memory recalls, just sort of started to realize that an awful lot of teachers were filing to run for office. Right. right. And an awful lot of people with a pro-education platform were running mm-hmm. for office. Mm-hmm. Um, and then started. to notice a couple of Facebook groups were being organized to share information. Uh, a couple of bloggers like myself were starting to write mm-hmm. about it. Uh, it, it wasn't ever, at least at the beginning, it wasn't a huge coordinated. Right. Deal. Yeah. And then over time, uh, you know, Oklahoma's for public education and Angela Little, who's not, a, she's not an educator. She's not a teacher. <laughs> she's a mom. That's her great
0: sin she's a mom she's who a wants her very, kids to have a very smart school. data analyst. Yeah. Uh, uh, computer programmer, data analyst. Oh, yeah. And a very passionate mom. That's and- exactly and promoter of public education. And
1: she she committed what apparently is the ultimate sin, <laughs> which is she put together a Facebook group for people interested in supporting public education. Right. And then because everybody wants to know, who should I vote for in this district? What is this teacher? Yeah. They wait? "Well, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of candidates, especially for the primaries." Right. So, she enlisted the help of another dozen of us
0: to put together a list of good yeah. choices
1: anybody could you could ask. Anybody could send their credentials. It's not nefarious. Well, like organizations
0: come up with lists all the time. The National Rifle Association puts out lists exactly. all the time. Uh, different groups all over the state put out lists all the time about these are people who we think are favorable to our positions. You did exactly. guys did the same thing. Mm-hmm but you got a very harsh response didn't you talk we about did. that uh,
1: there was there was a level of of outrage that i thought was disproportionate right. to to the event yeah the candidates who are genuinely supporting public education, but who didn't make the first draft of the list, right. reached out very politely. Said, hey, here's, yeah. here's my name, here's my credentials, what, what can I do to persuade you? Uh-huh. And most of them ended up with the little apple, the, the red apple that's so coveted. <laughs> there were a few others, though, who either didn't reach out or who just sort of complained, and then when we said, well, here's what we need from you, didn't respond at all. Right. And then, of course, they're the ones that go running to, to various right-wing right. blogs and right. complaining. They seem to think the fact that they had been in the classroom at some point was, was like a free right. path. Right. Well, no, that's not, we're not. If looking I spent
0: it. two years in the classroom and yeah. then. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's not the deal. We're, <laughs> this is what have you done for me lately? This you know, is, what, this what can is, you do now? Yeah.
0: This is, these are people, in other words, you put people on the list. I want to make sure we're clear about this. Yeah. The, pe- the people you chose to be on that list, you and the other people in there. Yeah. It's a Facebook group, isn't it? Yeah. And then, and then it got, it got organized into some kind of a legal entity, didn't it? What is it? It's yeah, a-
1: there's um, the the OPE because because we're trying to garner a little bit of fundraising to support education candidates. Right, right. Thank God I'm not the one in charge of the paperwork because I can't. <laughs> people that have to work with me will tell you I'm a disaster with the paperwork. Uh, but we're certainly not talking about huge amounts of money, right? But we're just talking about trying to put put a little money where our mouth is right, on right. things. Yeah. Um. But none of us are making. Any no, money. No, this is purely yeah. volunteer No, time. No
0: staff are being paid oh, for this. Oh, God, raising. no. No,
1: we're not the yeah. state congress where we can just keep <laughs> raising and adding no matter how bad things are getting. Right, right. Um, but what was odd about the, the backlash is almost no one would argue with any of the points that we were making. Right. Very few people argued with the substance of anything we said. Mm-hmm. It was always... You're you're slandering my family and you're attacking my faith. And we're like, I haven't said a word about your family. We said we don't think you'll be a good candidate. We don't think we want you in office.
0: a thing you know a di- a dynamic that I've seen there. Let me just kind of check it with you and see if you've seen this. But it but it just does it seem like, um, well, first of all, let's just kind of notch back a minute and talk about this transition to more direct political action. Yeah, uh, rallies. Most of the rallies, you don't see I mean it isn't like your usual union rally. Right. It it teacher rallies. You know, you go out there and look at that and you go, Okay, I don't see union thugs out here, man. You know, at a teachers rally. Uh and then, you know, there were some big rallies at the Capitol. Yeah. And the very next week the legislature just did whatever it wanted to do. Do you do you think that 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 I'm wondering checking this with you do do you think that, that 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 seeing those big rallies and just seeing the lack of impact on the people who are in the legislature mm-hmm. caused teachers to start thinking we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to do something different than just rallies that that nobody pays any attention
1: to. yeah I think especially after what two years ago whenever the last big one was right, right. Um, uh, that they realized it wasn't making an impact and the yeah, well, reason it, it, it wasn't it making an, an impact. impact at all yeah yeah and, and sitting legislatures will even those that aren't big fans of yeah. education along with some who are will say look you know the numbers say teachers teachers will show up and shout teachers right, will show right. up and, and yell but they don't vote. Yeah, um, candidates that have already been running in years past will say when they run the numbers. These mm-hmm. are big pro-education guys. Yeah, the the professionals say don't even. Don't even cater to the right, teachers because right. they'll talk big, but they don't show up and vote when it matters. <laughs> and I get it because and they don't run
0: for office. Either. No, lawyers run for office. Doctors run for office. Well, you
1: know, some of us are busy. Yeah, you know, we got, yeah, we got stuff to do. We got day <laughs> jobs. I know people right. think we have it real easy, and that's fine.
0: That's an argument for another time. It really is. It really is hard to take time out. And, and serve in, in, in any kind of political office and then go back into the classroom again in it. I know, I know this is, that's, that's one of the reasons why there's certain professions that just seem to work better for running for office. Oh absolutely small businessmen. You know, small are in business a great, people can keep, God bless can keep them. running their business. Lawyers can keep their practice up. We have but a lot of lot, pastors. We have a lot of preachers pa- and pastors. Uh, pastors and do- and occasional doctors yeah. can still keep their practice going. But but teachers, once you're out of the classroom, now you gotta find a place to get rehired again right. sometimes. Right. We got data. And, and that and that's not always easy. So right. yeah. So so that's to me that's another thing that's extraordinary about the number of teachers who are running. Yeah. The fact that there's an organized group and the fact that there's a list, you know, that the National Rifle Association is not the only organization that has a list. <laughs> right. And uh, so is a lot of the tone that you've heard just kind of outrage that teachers would would be stepping up a notch in their mm-hmm. political uh activity by actually running for office oh, in, in significant numbers. It's, it's the tone
1: you see in history when, when the peasants dare to challenge the aristocrats. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a let them eat cake. How dare they? Right, you know, don't yeah. they know who we are? Yeah. Sort of approach, which as it turns out is not very effective. It just makes people really annoyed when you take that. <laughs> yeah. You are welcome to argue with my positions all day long. I have been wrong before. I yeah. will be wrong again. Call me out. But this, but this, how dare you? And then the argument of Caesar teachers. our tax dollars pay their salaries. They, they shouldn't even vote. You know, well, yeah.
0: no, that's not how democracy <laughs> works. Like. Like if you work for the state, you're not a part of the democracy. Yeah, you're, that's insane. You're, you're very much a part of the democracy. Yeah, I yeah.
1: get that I'm not running off flyers during the school day. Right, yeah. But I've got people outraged. It's, you know, middle of July, one month ago. I got people outraged at stuff I'm posting on my blog because clearly I must be forcing my students to read it. <laughs> I'm like, well, first of all, I can't force my kids to read stuff I'm yeah. actually assigning. And secondly, it's July.
0: And that, that to me, I saw, I saw that post on Facebook where you put that up there. And, and what that, what that reminded me of is something I've known for years, which is that, that, that a far right wing conservative mentality sees education, only sees education as indoctrination. Yes. The, the only value to education is to indoctrinate. Yes. so when they see a public school teacher taking a political stand that they don't agree with, yes, they automatically assume that you're indoctrinating yes. their students. Yes. And and as a matter of fact, matter of fact that isn't what any any teacher does. I I even knew pretty conservative teachers mm-hmm public school teachers when I was uh, you know teaching especially in Edmond mm-hmm. uh, that that he, they didn't bring their, their doctrine of teaching was that they were not going to bring they were not going to indoctrinate their students right Right. You know. Yeah. Most of the folks just, I work that's with. That's just are. public school teaching. Public school exactly. teachers take the approach that we're not here to indoctrinate our students. We're here to lead our students to think right. and make their own decisions, whether it's conservative or liberal. Well, that's exactly, and it has it has almost become
1: a social political stand to say, "Yeah, I'm going to accept all kids equally. Right. I'm going to try to treat them all equitably. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to provoke them to think rather yeah. than tell them what they need to buy into. Right. Um, in my world that's just good teaching but it, there are some who legitimately that is that is
0: a long step towards socialism in their Philo- mind philosophically it it is liberalism yeah uh, but because it's liberalism certain people of a certain political stripe say well it must be wrong Then it must must be wrong because it's liberalism. Well, liberal thinking and liberal teaching means you let people come up with their own conclusions. You don't indoctrinate them, right? Oh,
1: exactly. And you know, and we end up, and this goes well beyond the realm of education. We're in a time that we throw a couple of labels around and it simplifies the conversation, (laughs) but it muddles it at the same Time. Right, so right. The, so liberal is a loaded word so is conservative i have yeah. friends that flinch when they hear conservative <laughs> there's a lot that's great about conservatism sure yeah you know there's there's tradition and there's yeah, bias yeah. we were earlier talking about public versus private versus charter yeah. schools there's there's some other labels that have just been ruined through misuse sure. private schools do wonderful things charter schools real charter schools yeah. do wonderful things but the labels have become sort of dirty yeah. Uh, and yeah. they get thrown at people, you know. And it's that whole social media twenty four seven news cycle. Mm-hmm. But as educators, as teachers, we're doing our best to get past that. Most of the folks right. I teach with are far more personally conservative, yeah. than I am. Uh-huh. They just want their kids to think. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to turn them left or turn them right. right i'm not trying to gay them or ungay them yeah you know i'm just yeah. i take them as they come to me i'm trying to get them to think i do hope they all go out and get jobs that's kind of a conservative value yeah i want them to get educated and <laughs> join the workforce i am trying to keep them out of jail there's another conservative value right. right um you know and so but the the backlash i think is sincere yeah but i think it comes from some very entrenched suspicions about what We're up to. You may recall. uh, I. I wish I could nail down the month, but it was this past spring. I think we were still in school, and it it was a state legislature who'd sent out a flyer, a letter, that said something about uh, helping kids get away from all these atheistic schools. Right. And, uh, there was a wonderful blog written in response. And, oh, I'm gonna mess up who it was. It was either this teacher sings or it was for the love. It was one of my yeah. choir teacher blog uh-huh. friends. Talking about, we're, we're not atheistic schools, we're just not evangelical Right, schools. we're not
0: indoctrinating schools. Yeah, we right. can
1: teach character. Yeah. But atheistic schools, oh my god.
0: <laughs> well, I never knew anybody who taught atheism. I knew, I knew a few atheists. Yeah. But they didn't teach atheism no. in the classroom. I don't have time. You know, and just like I said a while ago, there, there were conservative teachers. They yeah. didn't teach conservatism in right. the classroom. A few of them did sometimes, but you know, as soon as somebody say, Hey, what about that? They go, Hey, you know what? Yeah, you know, I got, right. I went too far. And, um, so I, yeah, that's, that's just kind of the way public school is because again, going back to the reality, public school teachers, have to teach the people the public sends to them right there's there's no choice about that you take whoever comes into your classroom yeah Definitely. i
1: think it was was it donald rumsfeld who said you go to war with the army you have <laughs> not the army you wish. you teach right. you teach the students that you have right not the, that's not right. the kids that you think you should have or that you think you used to have right yeah you teach the kids in front of you do some of my views occasionally leak through you know they probably do yeah uh-huh. that's true of anybody we work with in any profession
0: kids kids always perceived a lot more about me than i wanted them to yeah. a lot of times so they they kind of could yeah. sense where i was on things
1: mine can eventually pick out it there will be one or two issues they can probably figure out on me but they're not yeah. very good at identifying left and right anyway uh, <laughs> uh and so but you know what that that's okay because it's, it's my goal is not to be a non-person or to be perfect right, right. my goal is to keep focusing it back on what do you think and more importantly why do you think that and do you understand why some people disagree with you unless you can understand why the other guy thinks you're wrong you don't have any business arguing with him until you can make his case as good as he can. You got no business telling him he's wrong, which is something I need to be reminded of from time to time.
0: Very good. Dallas Cone. Thank you very much. I appreciate this time with me here today. Thank you. And uh, it's really been fun talking to you and I wish you a safe trip back up the turnpike to where you live.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you, sir.
0: That concludes our interview. There are several ways for you to catch this weekly Podcast. Go to our website at intersectionsok.com, where you can subscribe, listen to episodes, read the backstory, and see photos of our guests. On iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and our Facebook page, we are Intersections Oklahoma. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Intersections OK. I always want to hear about the cool people in your life, so write to me. My email address is ideas at intersectionsok.com. Stephen Tyler is our awesome production advisor, and I am your host, Brett Dickerson.